When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We drink tequila. We talk. Welcome to Team Tequila Talks. Talk, talk. We are back. Back in the building. There it is. <laughs> hey, Sherry, that's what I was looking for. All right. We are going to be drinking. We're back with some fanciness is what it is. What are you drinking, Sherry? I am drinking basically something similar to you guys, but it's coconut milk, disarono, tequila, nutmeg, almond extract, and vanilla extract. Wow. Nutty. Nutty, still wintry, still good. Yeah. Still delicious. Okay, so we are drinking a proper eggnog eggnog and we're gonna get into that right now everybody welcome to team tequila talks we are back after the holiday break and it is the new year i'm not gonna say new year new us because it's it's the same us there's nothing new happening here except for we do have a new cocktail this week or two i guess actually yes but for the most part new year same us and we have our guest justin cooper from green planet hi we're gonna get to him well but we're gonna start with what we're drinking you, Sherry, are drinking a concoction that I kind of just crafted on a whim over the holiday break. And it is a, it's not vegan, but it is a dairy-free version of an eggnog. It's its in the eggnog alley. Why isn't it, it is, vegan? Rick had it. Why isn't it vegan? egg whites. Oh, I didn't make his with egg whites. This one doesn't oh. have egg whites. Yeah. Well, see, I yeah. like the egg whites because it really like bubbles foamy. up in broths and it's yeah. foamy like a thick, creamy eggnog. Yeah. yeah. And I put it in, you know, like one of those protein shake tumblers yeah. with the with the, with the silver bead. The thing. Silver, <laughs> silver, <laughs> this silver. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. This rainy thing. So I put it in there and I really shook it up and it got super frothy and foamy and it felt eggnoggy. And it it kind of hit my sweet tooth enough because I was really craving that thick, creamy, sweet holiday beverage, but I didn't want all the garbage sugar in it. So we didn't add any sugar. Obviously a nut liqueur is going to be sweet, right? Like it's, it's going to have sugar in it. Okay. It's the holidays. You're having a treat. It's okay. If you've got a little liqueur or sugar, but the idea is that you're not dumping in a bunch more sugar on top of Mm -hmm. it. Right. Right. So how'd you make it? How'd you make yours? I did, um, coconut milk, uh, vanilla extract, almond extract, a little Jeez. bit of cinnamon, a little bit of nutmeg, and just I use a nut liqueur disarono and some Casamigos tequila. Yum. Yeah. It gave me like that. a mix of sugar cookie and um, eggnog vibes, I guess, a little bit. And I put a little bit of the cinnamon and nutmeg uh, spice on top of mine, same mm, as yeah. if you were kind of doing a an eggnog, you usually put nutmeg on which brings me to we are really kind of a little spoiled right now because we had our buddy dylan from Ms. better's bitters pay us a little visit and he gave us uh well he did he did a couple things here first of all he went on a on on a hangover hike he said he had a hangover so he went on this we're on this remote island in bc it's kind of remote you have to take a boat to get there right that's remote that's remote and it's a small town so i it's there's not much here. No, it's pretty remote. So we come here and Dylan shows up and he's like, I gotta take a hike. And Dylan has this habit of like picking things from the park. I don't know if he has a degree in herbology. I was going to say he's, he's certainly seasoned in mixology, but he, he has done this multiple times where I've gone and sat at his bar and he'll say, you know, today I got fresh 
whatever, because this type of pine or fur is in season and I'm going to mix it with a gin cocktail or make a campfire s'mores or something like that. He gets very creative and inventive as we know. Um, but he got us this stuff called uh, Labrador tea, which is also known as Trapper's tea. Uh, they used to give it to pirates for scurvy. Let's see if I can get it. Like it's it's in my drink, yeah, because it's in high vitamin C. But the people, you dry out the leaves, you make you make tea out of it. I just tried to use the camera as a, as yeah. use the microphone as a camera. <laughs> That's not it. So it's like it's got kind of this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, it just looks like stuff leaves. on the back. It looks like. Well, leaves. I know. And I googled it, and I was like, Dylan, are you poisoning us? Like, what's right. happening? And he, like, he's never steered me wrong. He looks at me like I'm a crazy person. He's like, no, it's trapper seed. You don't know what trapper seed is. But I looked it up. So obviously, I did a little bit of research on it. And it is used to treat uh, pneumonia, chest infection, hmm. bronchitis, uh, any type of lung type okay. like ailment. Respiratory. Yeah. Yes. And including even um, cancer. Right. They give this to, it can also help with uh, the symptoms of chemotherapy. Oh. Apparently. So, like, if you have some type of any type of like heavy breathing or labored breathing because you're on chemotherapy or a type of lung or bronchial cancer, you can take this trapper's tea and it, it just sort of helps the inflammation in the lungs and the respiratory system. So I was really fascinated by that because I've yeah. never heard of it. Plant medicines, um, eh? Yeah, the OG uh, medicine. Yeah, the yeah. OG medicine. We're going to learn a bunch about plant medicines with Justin. So he didn't – He Dylan actually made us a different cocktail with the Trapper's Tea. He boiled it with some water and maple syrup, super Canadian, and made the like a, a maple Labrador syrup tea. And he, he made a tequila cocktail with that. And it was great. But moreover, he also made us and brought us this homemade – eggnog and we're going to post it because it's like it's a pretty ex not extensive recipe but there's like a, there's a process there's a process yeah. to it and i am not a huge dairy person i'm really not but he got local pasture raised basically like unpasteurized and super clean raw milk Okay, so that's like those are the conditions yeah. in which I'm like, sure, hit me with the dairy because right. where we go wrong with dairy with the inflammation and everything is going to be all of the chemicals and the hormones yeah. and the processing and then you unpasture or then you pasteurize yeah. it and then yeah. it's like, well, you've taken out all the good stuff and all you're left with is the bad stuff. It's like, it's not great. I can't remember the last time I've had just a glass of milk. I never. Just straight up milk. No, right? I don't. I mean, you probably had a glass of milk when you were in London in the countryside. I feel like I probably put a splash of country cream. Well, because that yeah. milk also comes from the right. farm. They walk over yeah. to the cows and then they drop it off at your doorstep in the morning. So that, again, we're talking about the same thing where it's like local, which is obviously super sustainable. And right. because cows are meant to be grass fed and out on a pasture. And, you know, that's 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 nature's way of doing its thing. Yeah. But this is he took the full milk and then he added the eggs Okay. And then he added in, this is actually a Mexican nog because here at Team Tequila Talks, you know, we love a spice. Tequila. Uh, yeah. So he added tequila to it. So he it's made us, it's so it's good. good. It looks good. And then he good. brought us like an actual, this is like, this is, this is nutmeg. This is. Oh, this is, did he? Oh yeah. And yeah. I did today as well. Cause yeah. You know, um, you just grate yeah. a little fresh stuff on top and I got to say. Like it really, so it beats the the powdered stuff. I know. You, like yeah. you do what you you do what you can, right? Like I I don't ever grate fresh nutmeg on my no. stuff either. But this is probably why Dylan's cocktails are <laughs> so good. elevated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll post the recipe to it. I just kind of liked the like the aroma of the trapper's tea, and it just like looked really pretty in the eggnog. So I decided to you know yeah. do a little com Canadian combo here. You know. So so you're healing from the inside out right now, both of you. Well, you know, I think we're just doing like. A healthier version of alcohol. It's just cleaner. <laughs> Very good. Very like rich, fragrant, it's delicious. spicy. It's I don't think the best eggnog I've ever had. So ever can you? Had. So I'm not a big eggnog person in general. I just never liked the flavor of eggnog ever since I was a kid. Mm. So can you drink a lot of those, or can you have just like one or two and then move on? Depends what kind of day you want to. Have. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. so. It is. It's dense. Yes, but I also only poured like a couple of ounces in here. So I okay. feel like it's, this is not something that you chug. No. This is sip. something that you sip and you're sitting around the fire and I, our fire okay. was on and, 
it just <laughs> keeps sporadically going off. <laughs> I was really excited to do this in front of the fireplace with our nog. And it 2023, just, off to a great oh start. My oh my God. <laughs> so we just, I think that you kind of keep it cool. I've got the rest of it on ice right now, which we'll top off in a bit. It seems like more of a laid back social sipper. This is not something you've shown. I wouldn't eat it with, I wouldn't drink it with a meal either. No, this is a by the fire. Okay. More like a dessert or maybe like a cozy. Okay. It's not, it's not overly sweet, but it is rich. It's that's good. Party as a drink goes. We've got our Canadian here. Yes. Hey, I'm in Canada right now. I, the fireplace would be more telling if it were working. Uh, we're sipping our super tasty nog. New Year's just passed. So I feel like we're slowly transitioning out of the holiday season. But I'm in Canada celebrating New Year's, a little post-New Year's. Um, and I I always find it interesting that the dairy situation is different in Canada mm-hmm. and in Europe and the United States because I will put local cream farm cream whatever in my coffee when i'm in europe but i usually don't do that in the states because no. even no. if it's organic i just feel like if it's got to sit on a truck for like a week to get to me yeah i it just impacts the quality and I'm super particular um, i i yeah. agree more i eat wheat in europe i eat uh i don't eat um whole grains from north america that sounds funny yeah. right but but Europe, they don't use certain uh, pesticides. They don't use glyphosate. They don't use glyphosate to dry or cure the wheat. Yeah. Um, well, and that's well, it, what Green Planet does. Green Planet is, I mean, you're going to tell those better than I am, but Green yeah. Planet is all about building a better and more green planet, right? So it's right. it's about growing things that it, in a healthy way, in a clean way that are going to be better for you, better for the environment. Right. But you can elaborate. Tell us about Green Planet. Green Planet is uh, predominantly cannabis related. So Canada's had a long-standing relationship with cannabis for a very long time. We were the second country in the world to go legal. Um, I'm not certain that was that the was first. the best. Uh, Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah. So fun fact. Really? I'm going to jump in here because I was just in Amsterdam. And I got to say, we were getting one of those like private boat tours with mm-hmm. the cheese on a wine plate and mm-hmm. canals and the heights. And, you know, it was amazing. And we're like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, weed's legal. And he's like, it's it's not legal. Mm-hmm. It's not legal. It's just that they don't enforce the criminality. Right. So, like, no. more or less it's decriminalized, right? It's still not legal, which it's, is crazy. Because you think Amsterdam. It's shockingly highly illegal in so many ways. Yeah. So yeah. yeah it's, well, I, I feel like they do it the right way because it's, yeah, it's not legal, but it's a big part of their tourism industry. Why would they cut off money into their country? Like, but they're, they're trying to close that down, too. Are they? Oh, they are. Yeah. yeah. For a long time, it was very, you know, do what you want. And it was really, really strange. Um, oh. Anyone, I mean, even large lighting companies, if they were directly making money from cannabis, the owners of those companies could have gone to jail. And they were actually really enforcing, like, indirect sales towards cannabis. So Holland is not um, what we all thought it once was. It was years ago. I mean, yeah, what? Well, yeah. Years ago, it was really, really, you know, free for all. Everybody went from the U.S. went to, to yeah. uh, Amsterdam to, you know. Right. But So I actually am not a massive THC person. I dabble. Mm-hmm. But I certainly, like, I think it's because I'm so type A. Like, I don't like I don't like getting too high. If I right. get too high, I can't sleep. But if I, like, have a little bit, then it makes me fall asleep when I'm yeah. supposed to be, like, social and having fun. So occasionally, I will use it. But we were in Amsterdam. And... We went to a cafe, mm-hmm. and that was my big question: is if it's not legal, it was it was a fully operating cafe, yeah. and the guy rolled a like a rolled right there on the counter for yeah, us. It's and very open. It's just insane that something that is not legal mm-hmm. is so decriminalized to the point of people are running full businesses. Could you imagine in the states or even like in, even in Canada? You have to go to a like a BC Liquors or yeah. Ontario Liquors. You have to go to a government licensed store. You can't get anything in a grocery store. You can't just like there's 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 no pop up shops. There's no nothing. Alcohol well, re- is so heavily regulated. Canada, Canada is still very regulated though. So regulated, like, somewhat. But I mean, they've they've now they've opened something called Farmgate, so the growers will be able to actually have people come to their 
gardens and and consume at their gardens. So that's going to be an interesting little thing for the kind of like wine tasting. Yeah, like wine tasting. I'm like, yeah, exactly. whoa, exactly. So that's that's a new up and coming thing for uh, the cultivators. I mean, legalization in Canada has not been, in my opinion, something that's been fantastic. Only because the government, and this goes for a lot of states too, they don't care about how many licenses they put or they don't care. All they care about is just collecting their tax and the size or scale. Like normally you'd have marketing boards for dairy or um, certain citrus and they regulate yeah. the amount of supply so that it doesn't destroy oh. the price. And in, oh. in where where marketing boards are a great idea, they can say you are allowed to this much canopy size. They gave licenses out and said, here, um, have at her. Or you can do a micro and you have that much canopy size. But the large licensed producers in Canada have had a free-for-all. And they've, I think there's 3 billion grams, I heard that as being a number, in excess sitting in safes. There's so much cannabis and it just destroyed the whole. But it can't, it's, I mean, listen, I don't think weed goes bad easily, but it's like it's got to like kind of eventually go bad, right? I've been trying to consume it all. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm failing. You're on a personal yeah, mission. Personal mission. You I'm going to personally say. Citizen, yeah. dedicated right. to assisting yeah. the government of Canada <laughs> and the economy of your country. Yeah, just, <laughs> you know, I thought it was just a good doing part. Doing my part, exactly. You have gr- Grow Green, Green Grow Green Planet. Green Grow Planet is a THC company. And then you have like CBD arms. Are you like? Is it no, just? So, one? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the. I'll yeah. give you the okay. The Cole, the Coles notes. So green. That's uh, that's Cliff Notes for Americans. Yeah. So Cliff Notes coming up. Um, I love doing this in Canada. <laughs> the Green Planet is uh, a wholesale company, a wholesale uh, manufacturing company. We manufacture a, a line of nutrients for growing cannabis, and we wholesale. A whole bunch of different brands from lighting, from Think Grow Lighting, Trollmaster, uh, Method mm-hmm. 7 sunglasses, tons of brands. We're a brand house. We sell, we're the picks and axes of the industry. Got it. So uh, we sell to all the licensed producers. We sell to anyone cultivating cannabis. And we were really selective on purity and quality of ingredients. Okay. So, um, because, if you hear if you hear that noise, that's me just grating some fresh nut mix. Yes. Oh, spicy and fragrant over nice. here. It smells so good. Yeah. Oh. So all the terpenes coming off of the nutmeg. Ooh. Uh, when it comes to cannabis, I mean, and anything that has smell, right? Terpenes play such a role, and and, and tequila, same thing. Like aromatics and all these things, they really affect the mood, and that's why aromatherapies and cannabis and anything that smells good, you're attracted to, and. Um, it's, I think, part of a human condition to really source out really tasty treats. Well, and right. I actually didn't know anything about terpenes. I mean, you, like you go to a wine tasting or you go to a tequila tasting and they say, you know, breathe in the aroma and take in what notes are you getting? Is it caramelly? Is it nutty? Is it vanilla? Is it yeah. Citrus? Yeah, vanilla. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand the whole terpene of it all because mm-hmm. you, you go into something like a dispensary and they'll say, well, this, this is the same brand, but this one is for sleep and this mm-hmm. one is for play and this one is for pain and this one is for mental yeah clarity and you're like well but i thought it's all the same brand i thought it's all the same thing and i think that ter- correct me if i'm wrong but what they explained to me is that the terpenes are what tweaks the formula the terpenes mm-hmm. will actually drive the experience right right because THC and- by itself yeah really right wait so what is a terpene i don't i'm confused guys it's a so smell a terpene is a smell so for example oh. like lavender yeah. Right. Everybody's familiar with lavender. Lavender mm-hmm. produces something called linalool, which is the terpene found in lavender. Oh, right? so I Lim- hang limonene. eucalyptus. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. you hang eucalyptus. Limonene is from lemon, mm-hmm. right? So that is the specific terpene or chemical compound found in citrus. And you'll find hundreds. It's Cannabis is a funny plant because hundreds of terpenes work in cannabis. It's one of the only plants in the world that contains such a broad spectrum of terpenes and then how each one of those terpenes plays on your own endocannabinoid system is a totally different realm because you and I have two very different endocannabinoid systems. 
Right. And I know some people that have broken endocannabinoid systems because they consume way too much cannabis. <laughs> oh. I well, talked about yourself, Justin? <laughs> I'm not broken. No, no, no. I, I know <laughs> someone. Over here. He's like, I know some people. <laughs> yeah. But no, mine's not broken because I actually take days off. No different than drinking can- uh, drinking tequila or anything. I right, make yeah. sure I have my breaks so oh, they yeah. can actually you experience it. balance. That's Absolutely. Life, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So- um, what I'm looking for when I consume cannabis or anything, I want a really well-rounded product where I'm getting the best effect. I'm not, I, I hate burnout. I hate, I hate being, uh, non-functional. I hate being sleepy. I, I want it just yeah. to be a nice, mellow, happy, clean, beautiful experience. But it takes you a while. I know. I'm not huge on like cannabis and mm-hmm. my husband takes a lot of CBD. He takes a lot of CBD for his inflammation, mm-hmm. for his like gut issues and all yeah. that. So I do a lot of those lines that he does. He's like a lot of tinctures and his like sure. water and like a bunch of different stuff. But I did find one gummy that would take a half of one before night. It doesn't knock me out, but it just kind of drifts you. And then mm-hmm. I feel like that your other part of yourself kind of then relaxes you. And then you just kind of, because I've had weed before where I've been like, I was awake, but I couldn't move. Yeah. So you hit, the, you hit, you hit the, <laughs> the head. You had the perfect dose. But we've all had that experience where, you know, you should have just eaten the years on the gummy bear. <laughs> <laughs> you can always do more. You can never do less. Yeah, it's So that, there's no truer statement. <laughs> so when you just have slight experiences, that's where I'd say that's the best place to live. And yeah. And that's what you should go for. And that's it. More with cannabis, especially for edibles, is not better. No. no. And, and no. The, the beautiful thing about regulation has been we can actually test for milligrams of, yeah. of cannabinoids. Well, and it also stops from all of that really dangerous synthetic weed. Yeah. Right? Like you hear these horror stories about people that are going to the emergency room or getting paralyzed because it's, it's chemicals. It's not real. Yeah. It's synthetic. Yeah. It's right? Yeah. Like, like you yeah, can't, yeah. like you shouldn't yeah. be putting that stuff into your body any more than you should be putting chemicals in your food. Right. Right. Out yet. They haven't been able to figure out how to make cannabis because there's so many chemical compounds and Tvex and these type of companies that that actually makes people go psycho. So you mentioned earlier, plant-based medicine and we, you know, we've got our trappers tea over here and I, I just, said to Dylan, how come I've never heard of this? And he's like, it's ancient. This is, they, like I said, they used to give it to pirates for scurvy mm-hmm. back in the, back in the like 1500s and stuff. And this was before big pharma existed. And I mean, my theory is that big pharma just wants to make it easier for you to take a pill because realistically, if I'm having any type of pneumonia, upper respiratory infection, flu, that's bothering me, it is way easier to take your NyQuil and numb it out. Totally. Because you probably have to have nine glasses of that tea over the course of three days to start feeling the, I mean, I don't know. I felt like I, it was when I had it yesterday, I felt like I was clearing some stuff that I didn't even know that I had in there just from like, yeah. I don't know, travel, holidays, whatever. Probably. Yeah. I feel great. I don't feel sick. I don't have any chronic conditions, but I felt like it was loosening up just Travel, climate, allergy stuff. It's really yeah. cool here. You know, I, I, right. I know. I, I, I think it all has its place. It right? does, right? So I think, right. and what I don't like is I don't like the business of medicine. Right. I don't like the fact of getting on something and having to, you know, be in there. And that seems to be a little bit of the way it is today. Like so many medicines, how can a, how can a pill be $1,000 a pill or whatever? The, the right. Medicine, right. Right. Like, and the margins that are found in these medicines, like- if I can find a natural alternative, totally help with an ailment, yeah. and I can uh, go foraging like Dylan did mm-hmm. for yeah. something that is in nature, like because we are yeah. part of nature. Listen, I don't care who you are, what you are, you are part of nature. Totally, you're part of it. So yeah. there is a fix for your ailment found in nature, right? And totally. it's easier just to take the Michael. I agree, but if there's something like, I know cannabis works really well for me. I've committed yeah. my life to it. I even I, I I even have a show on cannabis called Growing oh. Exposed. And I source oh. and I go to I go to the gardens because they're using our products, they're having better results, and that really was kind of the genesis of the show. But yeah. I'll go to gardens all over the world and see what they're doing and what type of techniques and, and really find out why people are in the industry. Because when you find out like 
the story behind the people that are within cannabis, yeah, there's always more to it. There's, you know, their uncle got right. sick or, you know, or they were a police officer. They know they did wrong for so yeah. many years. And they're yeah. like, I can't believe I was, you know, involved in such a thing. Now I'm involved in the business and I'm, you know, this is a, it is a drug for sure, but it's a yeah. drug that gets people off opioids. Right. And I was, re- I was just, I did a little research about op- op- opioids. I can never say that. I can't say the word, but I was doing a little research and it talked about the nexus of that addiction and cannabis therapy. And I think it was sure. Seattle. I think Seattle has a huge, I think it was somewhere else in rural America where mm-hmm. the, where opioids is like off the charts. Yeah. And this uh, Harvard group did, I forget the name of the group. I have it here. Uh, it's a Harvard study where they went into this town. It's very, it's like a town of like 5,000 people and like mm-hmm. something like 2,600 of the people, our adults are like addicted to opioids yeah. for because they work in factories. I'm talking mm-hmm. about people who stand all day for 12, 14 yeah, hours a day. Pain. That's kind of that. That's, they did that series Dope Sick on Hulu. Yeah, which kind of, yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, they, was, it. was it Michael Keaton? Right? Michael, uh, Michael Keaton, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah. And um, I don't know, like if it, I, I, it's, it's, I have it downloaded for the yeah, yeah. on the way back because yeah. I've watched the first couple of episodes. It's, it's amazing. And it's basically it's amazing, that. They, yeah. they, it's people who stand on their fleet all day who make our – Tiny car parts, but it's sure. it's laborious. We're getting mining accidents. That's the big yeah, thing. Mine, West Virginia, yeah. they all work in these mines and things fall on them. And, and they in the opioid epidemic, they kind of over prescribed, right? These doctors made money under the table. And then it's now disgust. by the it's way, disgust, that's it's fucking disgusting. Like, so gross. If you're involved, like, how can you be a human being knowing that you're involved in directly yeah. destroying people? Because that it goes from literally Purdue Pharmaceutical, where you get the yeah. Oxycontin, mm-hmm. uh, and they get hooked. And then the doctor says, well, no more of that. And you go right to street drugs. Right. Yeah. Now that they, they've really, because of the light that has been shown on the corruption of the pharmaceutical sure. industry, they're really regulating all of those conventions in Hawaii at the Four Seasons. Uh, that, yeah. Know, get invited to Panama they, and, and they're, they're optional yeah. lectures where you can just hang out by the pool and have but a mind. These are back. smart people. Right. These are doctors. I know. These well, are now like I intelligent think intelligent human beings. Yeah, I think the issue is like when in this study is like they they wrote it's like a big study and they said basically that when it started to affect the everyday people, the mom who had birth pain and maybe and then she got addicted sure. The lawyer, the cop, yeah. the doctor, when they themselves started being addicted is when it mm-hmm. kind of became a thing. But cannabis was used in this study from Harvard to try to get them off of the opioids and then to maintain some certain level of like pain management mm-hmm. for inflammation. I have it here. It says um, for digestive ulcer colitis, Crohn's, irritable bowel, and the inflammation that's caused by chronic back pain for like slip disc and all the things. And they had an 85% success rate if it was dosed correctly for, you know how you were talking about the different strands and what you can and cannot do. It took them like six to eight months to dose for a week for a certain, like, oh, that didn't work. So, I mean, it is micro. It is a very micro thing. Whereas drugs are more like, take this, take this, take that. And it's like general. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because what what they will be doing on cannabis is they will be... um, being able to identify very easily what endocannabinoid system your system is. And they'll be able to give you the exact amount of CBG, CBD, CBA, uh, THCA. Uh, alphabet soup. You know, literally your alphabet soup. Of, of, and they'll say, you need this much of this, this, da, 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 and they'll go here. Now we've isolated every one of the cannabinoids you like. Here you go. This will this will fix that ailment at that exact dosage that's so incredibly complex though it is oh, yeah. you, i just feel like if you are you know your average joe or jane and you go oh uh i got in an accident and i hurt my ankle mm-hmm. it's really difficult to go i think i'll just try some marijuana yeah. and you don't know how to you right. don't know how right. to find you really need there should be some type of profession I mean, I feel like you probably do this unofficially, but there should be some type of profession the same way that there's a pharmacist at a pharmacy. I feel like you walk into a weed store and the vibe in there, almost everybody's like, yo, want to get high, bro? Like it's it's less about catering to what you're trying to get out of the experience. And that's honestly where butt tenders and where anybody in cannabis- butt tender? Bud tender. She said butt tender. I thought you butt tender. Wait, bud, B-U-D? Yeah, B-U-D. Oh. 
but I mean, butt tender's cool too. What kind of uh, night did you have last yeah. night? <laughs> so um, no, but that's that's the that's the job of the butt tender, and unfortunately, especially in Canada, we've been sold on the idea that THC is what we want, and THC actually is exactly what I don't want. Hmm. So a twenty six percent to thirty two or whatever it is percent THC seems like a bad idea for me. I want. 14%. I want low yeah. THC. Yeah, this is no too. different than you walking into a, a, a liquor store and saying, hey, give me your strongest alcohol wine, please. Right. It's just, what are you doing? Right. But right. that's unfortunately the, the industry isn't really in its infancy and people are just unaware. And THC is the thing that literally it's, it spikes, it knocks you out and it is pleasurable. So yeah. a bud tender is somebody that's going to work for a company, someone marketing, someone selling. No, they they're the they're the they're the, um, they're the one at the at the till saying, "Hey, what kind of weed do you want?" Oh, in see, the, like the, I think I, in my I experience, and I haven't gone to that many mm-hmm. dispensaries because you know I'm more of a tequila girl myself. Sure, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, usually I'm, I'm I'm always down to like try something, or when I when I see Justin, he's like, "Hey, try this." I'm like, "Okay," you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. I would hopefully I've never steered you wrong. No, some of my best nights with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean, I just think you know when you go into a dispensary, uh, you it could be very overwhelming. You don't know where oh, to yeah. start. So you kind of have to just rely on the packaging of, is this for a good time or is right. this for a it, time, yeah. social, you know. Most cannabis at the dispensaries, in my opinion, are subpar and I don't buy them. I like bougie, like no different. Than Sharon likes bougie. I love bougie. But listen, like there's tequilas. I I, I also have a, a substantial tequila lineup at my house. And Ooh, he's got a whole tequila room. I, I know. I've seen it. I mean, I've yeah. seen photos of it. Yeah. yeah. So I have, I have a fair bit of tequila and I know different. I don't like having the Joe Blow tequila. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, you don't I, like I, the Joe Blow. I don't Yeah. But wait, where do we go for bougie weed then? THC or CB? Where do we go? So this is the you, problem. You, the best way to get it is grow it yourself. God damn it. Like, or, or Talk to someone within the industry and they'll find it for you. So, okay. I once, with the help of someone who knew what they were doing, we had a pot and we said, well, let's get a clone and let's try, right? Yeah. Like, this is when... You, I think knew, it was, you knew somebody. So, I think it's when, right when California legalized it, mm-hmm. but they weren't, the dispensaries weren't open yet. They weren't selling it. So it's like there was this weird gray area when you could have it, but you couldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where right. is that? Like, and, and the only weird loophole was if you could get a clone mm-hmm. and then grow yourself. So we had this pot and it was actually quite easy. And then we had this whole bush explode. We had so much from this one, like it was probably like a five gallon pot. We didn't know what to do with it. We were like, ah. This is, we were just like handing it out because it was Here one pot and it was so much. And we, it actually didn't really take that much. So that's the funny thing about alcohol versus weed, right? We also grow grapes in a winery. <laughs> so, so to make your own beer or wine, I've never had anybody make their home, home, home brew. Oh yeah. Ours is good. in a bathtub. Yeah. So we it, have like I, very experienced professional yeah, yeah. winemakers. I've never juice. had good wine that someone said, Hey, I made this in my, in my, at my house. No, True. never have yeah. I had good beer or wine that someone said I grew, I made this. I've had dozens of really good cannabis where someone spent a little bit of time, mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, Know how and had a banger crop and did fantastic. Really? Well, and, and Green Planet is less about you know the the marijuana plant itself, mm-hmm. but more about the systems, soils, tools. Totally. Because I've been, I mean, they Justin has a whole farm mm-hmm. where they grow. They have rows and rows where they grow their own food, and wow. you should see the, the the fucking zucchinis that come out of this place. They're like yeah. they're like watermelons, right? Yeah. And it's just it's all about the quality of the the fertilizer and the growing methods and all of this stuff. They they literally hand out all this food because they're like, well, we don't. It was like me and we the weed plant. We don't know what to do with all of it, right? Like, listen, we 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 grow pot plants too, and and we can't consume that much. Like, I I end up giving it to influencers across Canada to talk about how amazing it was. But some of wow. the weed that we grow is 
it, it, it all starts with a seed. So that, that right. was the question. How do you start? Yeah. Where do you find it? Honestly, there's incredible seeds. Go on the internet, find a really good variety of seeds. Mm-hmm. Can you Plant buy them? them on the internet now? Absolutely. I feel like you, you, you didn't used to be able to do that. There's seeds. Wow. Is this the dark web? No. <laughs> the regular <laughs> FedEx. Right. They've been selling seeds from Amsterdam uh, since. Wow. Does not violate like an agriculture oh, customs law? No, I mean, well, give me. Okay, so give me two. Give me one name. Two names of two different types of seeds that people can at least start and look at. Like, so, what's a good seed? Hey, what do you Google? Seed. What do you put into Google? One of the oldest uh, greenhouse seeds, Sensi seeds, Sirius seeds. Um, I'm not being paid for any of these silly seeds. You're like, like frankly, serious seeds, fast buds. What you should be looking for, serious seeds. There's, there's so many different. There's literally thousands of seed companies. Okay. Um, and then, then they'll have literally menus, and they'll say, "Do this, this, this. This will do this. This will give you this effect. This will give you that effect." The terpenes. Yeah. They'll tell you what you're going to be getting on the dispensary note. I went into a dispensary recently and they had PBR, Pabst Blue Ribbon, like the old school frat yeah, beer. Sure. Mm-hmm. They had PBR hard seltzers. So there was no, okay. there's no alcohol in them, but there was 10 milligrams of THC, which mm-hmm. is too much for me. If I drank that, it, it's like, it's see you next punch. Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Like that's, 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 a, it's, yeah. that's a lot for me. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe I would have a sip or two, but yeah. I like, I can't drink that uh but it was kind of like a like a marijuana white claw i guess yeah and so there seems to be this big especially since the legalization of this in a lot of places there seems to be this big explosion of thc beverages there's certainly Mm -hmm. been cbd beverages on the market for quite some Mm -hmm. time whether that is teas or uh or post-workout waters or sparkling beverages or or mocktails Mm -hmm. Because we've talked about mocktails before and wanting to have the the ritual and the wind down effect. Yeah. And CBD, of course, you know, you drink 20 to 40 grams of CBD, you're mm-hmm. going to feel warm and, and fuzzy, but not, you, you know, the fuzzy in the body, but not in the brain. Yeah. So right. I, I think that it's really interesting to see how this is developing because I was talking to Justin about this the other day and I said, how come they don't make THC cocktails? And right. they should be. But... Where it really plays a major issue is my cocktail will hit me in five minutes. The alcohol, mm. right? You, you start so if you take a shot of tequila, I say you are feeling it within 10 to 15. Sure. Yeah. If you are sipping on a cocktail while eating dinner, I'm going to say it's going to take you 45. Sure. Sure. But the, the onset of a shot of tequila. Mm-hmm. Versus the onset of a shot of tequila with THC. Mm-hmm. And then there's the whole like, tequila and THC go really well hand in hand. Wine and weed go magnificently together. That's a deep sleep for Cassandra. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I, <laughs> I, find that, I find that, that it, a little, and, and it literally is dabbling a little here, dabbling a little there. It, it's, it's literally picking up pieces along the way. Yeah. Going aggressively. If you're already intoxicated and then you have cannabis, it's nights out. Well, see, I've never, see, I can't do that. I've, I did that in college. It didn't no. work for me. No, no, no. I'll do like a glass of wine. And then my, I do, yeah. I can only do 2.2, I can't do five milligrams. I think a, mm-hmm. a half of that sleep gummy. But no. my mm-hmm. husband's friend is an investor here in this weed, first weed restaurant in New York. And mm-hmm. it's like bougie. It's called 99th Floor. Mm-hmm. And it's Chef Miguel. And he's kind of like you, like a mad scientist a little bit about how to. So he, he's a chef and he's mm-hmm. really big time advocate of re- really organic weed and that mm-hmm. it can be to treat a variety of illnesses. But it also can be if you dose it correctly off the evening, you eat your food and you drink it to where you leave feeling like great, but not mm-hmm. like hyper. That's it. That's so, that's the number. Yeah. So yeah. my question with that is, is you say weed restaurant. Are we talking about? edibles or are we talking about we're like, talking about uh, steak dinner shrimp pasta mm-hmm. we're talking about from the steak be- from the beginning to yeah. the end it's it, it's in like um what is it called those little sauces what if you get too high yeah. while you're well, like like the whole he's regular he's dosing really really low and it's amazing and and, and he'll literally if you're what? listen yes. there's people that have there's people like you, you hit the nail on the head 
Yeah. I think drinks should be 2.5 milligrams. So it's like a beer. It's similar yeah, to because you should be able to have more three than four. Exactly. Like tailgating or drink. It's yeah. like you're one and none. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I want, I want to be able to actually plan my whole day and have 2.5, 2.5, 2.5. Right. Or even one. Absolutely. And a tiny segue, I would be buying those drinks only in glass jars because those cannabinoids actually absorb into the plastics. What if it's aluminum Uh, or tin? It's absorbing into the plastic in the Uh, liner of the tin. That was a a very expensive uh, piece of research that was done. Oh, wow. On Growing Exposed, we actually visited uh, Lagunitas was doing a beer and um, they did a ton of research and the cannabinoids and the THC were dropping. Month yeah. after month, really, they couldn't figure out. Because it's sitting on the shelf and it's sucking it out. Yeah. Absorbing it, yeah. Well, Losing, they say I mean, that too. I mean, about even sparkling water, they say you should always be getting your sparkling water in a, in a glass as opposed yeah. to a can. And do I try to do that? Sure. Is it realistic all the time? No. Not necessarily, right? Yeah. Like the, for, for cannabis, those cannabinoids should be in glass only. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. That's I mean, I, I, think, I never would have thought that. We can't even get a reservation. My husband's friend is an investor, and that's how booked they are. We're here. We're like, hey, we really want to go. They're like, sorry, we have a corporate event. And then mm-hmm. we have some people from London coming in because people have heard about it. Yeah. And the reviews are like, everyone goes out feeling lovely. Mm-hmm. And he's and he has a scientist that he actually works with. He's a chef that his buddy's a scientist. Amazing. And I am like, me and my husband, I'm like, I'm here for a week. Please, I would like to go here because then they give you like little stuff to go. Like, here's the butter for your eggs and only use this much in the morning or whatever. And I'm like, wow. I want the things. I want the things. So I do yeah. think we're at the forefront of weed and THC being more. So I feel like weed for so long was like high bros, like just get high bro and like, let's yeah. pass fuck out. And I, I feel like now it's becoming more elegant, more refined, you know, well, for the adult. I, yeah. That's what I'm hoping, Sherry, like is. Unfortunately, the weed industry right now is let's just have the shittiest beer. They want mass volume and just to get mangled. Budweiser. And Budweiser. They want yeah. the, the, pun intended there. People, people, yeah. people, <laughs> want, people want Budweiser. And it's it's really bizarre to me because I've never subscribed to Budweiser. I've always been, I want boutique, high quality, clean source, grown with intention, and because I source that, and I, I, honestly, I only consume rosin predominantly. I don't smoke a joint very often. Okay. I consume, uh, I literally have a Dab X and I, I consume pure rosin, which is just what? the trichome. It's 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 oh. like harvesting all the hash off the plant, right? So mm-hmm. hash naturally is the trichome and all we're consuming is the glandular head. So when you look at a piece of bud and it sparkle in the sun, yeah, those are thousands upon thousands of tiny little heads. And oh. they look like little tiny mushrooms under a microscope. Mm. And what I like, I don't want to consume the stem, the leaf, the carbon, the anything that goes along with it. I want to consume just the glandular head. Wow. Right? So if I'm consuming that, I don't want it to be extracted using CO2, using butane, using anything. I want literally- Is butane with the use to like start barbecues? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the gas that's in the lighters, but it, it literally will strip off the trichome. So they use mm. a lot of different uh, hydrocarbons to remove the trichome. I mean, I'm probably going down there. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I want clean. And if we can extract all the hash off the flour and the trichomes, and we can consume strictly that, that's where the flavor is. That's where the medicine is. That's where you get these like massive punches of deliciousness. And wow. So as for your friend's restaurant, yeah, they're adding they're adding it to the butter because um, everything. Yeah, it's all it's 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 fat soluble, mm-hmm. and then they're using that butter or the oil throughout salad dressings and at, on top of the steak and yep. and they're dosing it accordingly to not get anyone mangled and respectfully and because yeah everybody's had a bad experience if they've tried cannabis once and totally. nobody wants that bad experience right like no. people are fearful of it and it's the same with alcohol too right like yeah. you drink too much and you feel like shit just don't right? get paid yeah <laughs> yeah don't go oh that's so good i want more so if right. someone were starting either a thc cbd virgin or someone that has only used very mm-hmm. casually in the past because dispensaries can be very overwhelming mm-hmm. where do you start um you're dipping your toe in Okay. And okay. you're literally, what's nice about regulation and legalization, that's, this is the, the nice part of it. 
is you're walking into two milligrams. I, I would really suggest if you're going to try flour uh, and you're going to roll it up and you're going to you take a bud itself. Flour gonna, meaning like traditional yeah. weed leaves, yeah. you okay. stick it in a pipe or yeah. papers. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to take a small puff, you know, walk Tiny. into that. Tiny puff. Yeah, like right. just walk you know, before you run. Walk before, walk you, before run. you sprint. And, and, and you may hate the taste of it. You may not like it. You may not like the effect. So don't right. go with that. Go with it. And, right. and, and, if you if if you don't like the effect of it, try a CBD ten to one, where you're getting more CBD and all the other cannabinoids and very low THC. Right. I feel like right? CBD is nothing but beneficial. There's not like a. Yeah. I think the downside of THC is you might get too high. Absolutely. So there's not really a downside to CBD. You I can't do too any. much CBD. I don't right? know of any. Yeah, I've tried. I was on 120 a day milligrams That's a day stupid. of CBD when mm-hmm. I was in that motorcycle accident. Yeah. And yeah. my and my foot and my ankle were like you know the size mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it was huge. They were huge. Yeah. They were super swollen. Yeah. And so I was taking the CBD for the pain and the inflammation because I was in a foreign country, and I was like, "Hey, what can you give me for the pain?" And they were like, "Como se dice uh, ibuprofen?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, that's not gonna do much." Yeah. So I was on ibuprofen, but also it like I didn't want to wreck my stomach. Mm-hmm. So I was only taking the minimum dose of ibuprofen and I'm like, this, this still really hurts. So the CBD was very helpful, but only mm-hmm. at a high dose. And yeah. I didn't, I was afraid that I was going to have some type of drowsiness, nothing, yeah. no downside, yeah. even with that high dose. And I only did it for like a week or sure. two yeah, but- while I was just kind of pain managing. I did, It wasn't a long-term thing, right. but it certainly helped. And I didn't notice a downside. Yeah. Like they wanted to give me oxys when I was Ooh, no. when I was when I snapped my tailbone, and my tailbone was literally like snap snapped, and I just like no thanks, and I went home and I ate brownies for four days straight. That mean and amazing I mean, to the point of you know drooling uh, brownies. Like I was yeah. just completely and utterly a mess. But I would way rather take something natural that's non addictive. Totally. Totally. Cannabis can be addictive, but. You have to be a complete nutter. You'd really have to go for it. You really have to go for it. Well, I mean, I just based off of my experience as someone who's not immersed in the industry, say that CBD has been incredibly helpful for me and people in my family, including, Mm -hmm. you know, Totally. Like people that have had hip surgeries and stuff like that, just inflammation, pain, all of that stuff. So I would say... Maybe start with that if you're super weary and you say, I don't want any psychoactive effect whatsoever, yeah. but I want maybe some of the benefits of this. CBD is yeah. the children. Yeah. Well, it's- and there's like, there's like we said, there's CBD beverages, there's CBD yeah. pills, there's CBD creams, there's CBD yeah. tinctures. Like, it's a really, if you, CBD gummies, you can say, how would I like to consume this? And it is available to you. Yeah. And you can go to your doctors. I do this with, with along with my blood work, your yearly checkup. Have them check your inflammation levels. It's such an easy test they can run. And then really? you can see, yeah, just ask them. Yeah. Say, hey, I want to do an inflammation. Also, I want to check my inflammation in my body. It's just another blood prick, a little more blood on a little pad. Yeah. And it gives you zero to 100. Obviously, mm-hmm. you want to be under like 15. The under, 15 20, under 20% 15 is kind of where you should live. But I do a bunch of CBD when I went and I get like my heart check and all this stuff check. And I was at like two, five, no, I was at 5.2, which she was like, no one is that low. Cause we're Americans and we freaking, even if you don't smoke cigarettes, you're walking behind somebody mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette and our food and our gas and pollution. I do. Cause I do CBD every night in a tincture mm-hmm. in like this big water bottle which yeah. I probably should stop consuming that out of plastic now that I think about it because it is in plastic, but it's no, down it. The, the CBD is the CBD is is absorbed in the plastic over time. It's mm, not absorbed. Okay. Also, well, you're you're drinking it right away. It's yeah. not sitting yeah. on a store shelf yeah. for yeah. months. I, yeah. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Yeah, yeah, but I do think inflammation levels in for any North any not even North America, just anywhere in general, you should be checking, especially if you're over like 30, 40, just to see where you are. Mm-hmm. See, you know how to get it down. I think CBD, there's a lot of big, my husband has a prescription for one that's like a big, powerful one where I kind of like, you know, shave off the top and take myself because I'm just like, it can't hurt. Well, I would even go one step further and I'd take mm-hmm. a broad spectrum CBD where you're getting other cannabinoids too. You're not getting only CBD isolate. CBD, CBN. Uh, CBN, yeah, CBG, yeah. because oh. all those cannabinoids that are non-psychoactive have a positive effect with you. Oh. And um, 
Like they're doing, they're doing tests for Parkinson's with CBG right now. And they're doing, uh, CBN actually is a quite narcotic CBD. It actually can stone people right out, but, but no one takes enough CBN to, to get knocked to, out. Wow. But it's very, very sedative. It's very relaxing. Hmm. So, um, that's kind of, uh, you know, so anyways, that's, that's where I would start. THC is mm-hmm. one, you know, it's for someone that wants to be more advanced, but it just, CB, THC does very, very little in the broad spectrum of things. I don't like it in, yeah. in, ex, in excess. I like having, okay. it's called the entourage effect with all the cannabinoids and all the, um, all the cannabinoids working together. Just feeling pleasant. Mm. Just pleasant. That's, that's where we want to be. Like, why is it that we have to get mangled? Even the no, tequila, like I know. Honestly, I don't like mixing drinks. I like staying with tequila yeah. and uh, a nice, good quality tequila. Yep. And, and 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 you can jump within all the realms. Like, cheers to Lorona, having something more whiskey oriented. Oh or, yeah. Or you know, I, I've got the I've got that most recent one from Cinco, whatever it's called, from uh, Cincoro. 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 Really good tequila. Yeah. That's Michael Jordan's. That's Michael yeah. Jordan and Genie Buses. I was in Mexico, took my husband on a tequila mm-hmm. tasting with like all the good shit. We did some all the some of the very regular name brands, mm-hmm. but then I they made this mezcal producer. I was like, hey, I have a tequila show. Da da da. So he's like, when I come back to work, I'm gonna give you this brand new mezcal. It's like from mm-hmm. Jalisco. And I had to try to smuggle it in. So I was what? like, shit. <laughs> because they won't let you bring it back. Yeah. And of you can course, bring up to two bottles. That's, that's where you can just use Rick as a mule. Well, I, you know, fuck me. Because I tried to use him <laughs> as a mule. So the guy was like, you're better off putting it in your carry-on, not in your luggage. You're just going to take it out. He's like, this is how you do it. I had four bottles. Because they're only like... He only they didn't give like three me like, ounces each. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like four, like they're like tiny, like they're they're new producers. Take, and I Did loved it. Well, I get to thinking that I have Rick and his foil and all the thing, and they were like, "Sorry, no, that's tequila. We're taking that out." I was like, "Wait, really? They took it? Let you me- can bring. I brought back a bottle of tequila. You can bring. I think either one or two bottles back per person. They snatched ours. Well, that's bullshit. bullshit. On that note, <laughs> haters. Haters. Uh, cheers. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. I know we'll have to get a refill. We really appreciate you guys coming back. Hope you all had a wonderful holidays. Plural, we sure all did. Of them. Yes. And we will see you next time on Team Tequila Talks. Bye. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes. This has been fun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.